Black Box Radio. We're in the um, Roller Report. Um, we have Brother Eric from Black Eel Institute today. Hey, Brother Eric. Peace, peace, Queen. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to um, be within the uh, Roller Report. Absolutely. We need your voice because you out here still servicing the people. So uh, we definitely need to hear that. So what do you what are you particular what's Black Year doing right now? What is Black Year per se? And what are you guys doing now within the within this moment, this um, virus that we're experiencing? Yeah, so uh, Black Yield Institute is an organization that um, works toward black land and food sovereignty. And so our work is uh, during so-called normal times. Um, making sure that our community has good food that comes from us. We grow our food. Um, we are working on a grocery store and doing a couple of other things to build movement. Um, but in this time, we've had to pivot our uh, our approach and work with others in, uh, in the community at large, but still headquartered in South Baltimore, Cherry Hill, to make sure that our community uh, has food. So um, we've been doing... Uh, we set up a distribution hub and um, just making sure that people have uh, food, other resources like uh, hygiene products and workbooks for, for children, games, things of that nature. Um, and then also serving as a uh, as a, a space for other folks from West Baltimore, East Baltimore to gather and uh, share with community as well. But we we're doing that with a few different partners. Okay, and you're doing that within the Cherry Hill community, right? Yes, we're we're distributing in the Cherry Hill community, but we have other people coming to us and taking it to their community as well. Amazing. And this just distribution, you said you set it up. Is this with um, a partnership that's actually funding or giving you food and workbooks and the things that you're actually distributing to the community? How are you procuring those items? Yeah, so we're um, so we're Black Yield Institute is a part of a uh, member organization. Uh, crisis response team. We call ourselves the Cherry Hill Crisis Response Team. Um, and we got together and all of us uh, put our heads together and then thought about who we have in our networks and how we can uh, best serve our community in this tough time. And mm-hmm. so um, different folks are procuring different resources. Um, we have Ooh. a rich program uh, who's procuring uh, resources from different partners like, you know, um, you know, healthcare uh, institutions, where uh, we brought to the table the food element, um, particularly prepared meals through uh, partnerships with uh, two local um, small businesses mm-hmm. and um, other organizations are bringing other resources. Um, so you have Rich Program, Elevate Baltimore, Youth Resiliency Institute, and Cherry Hill Development Corporation um, mm-hmm. that we're all working together and procuring from, from different folks, including funders as well. I love it. So before this... This um, event that we're in, this this COVID nineteen, did you have these type of partnerships? Because this sounds really like creative and different organizations, like saying, "Okay, we're going to work together for the for the greater good." So, was this something that was in place before, or this was a reaction to the actual virus? Yeah, so they, it was in place before. We we are um, very much a movement organization and recognize that our greatest uh, resource is uh, the relationship. And so uh, we've all of the organizations that I just uh, mentioned, we all uh, have relationships. It was just one of the elders, uh, Baba Michael Middleton, brought us together to say, um, how can we actually use our resources and our brains to, to actually respond in this moment? 
Um, so it, it has deepened our relationships. I will say that. And I'll have to be real during this time. Not only are we making sure that our community have what we need, we have fun too. We laugh, we play music, you know what I mean? We, we have a good time. So it's really allowing us to deepen those relationships in this time. So I am grateful for that, to be honest. That, that is amazing. When you can deepen community and rich in those, make them richer, you know, in this time and this, because we're all surviving all together. So that's a great thing in it. And once we come out of that, imagine a relationship that you built and grinding together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's happening already. Um, When we take a break on the weekends and stuff, I'm like, man, where y'all at? You know, (laughs) you miss them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We're we're, uh, we're in the trenches together. You can't help but have that love and respect and admiration for the people you work with. Amazing. Amazing. I got to come out and, 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 and see this. Well, I have should, to play. I got a Rona movement. I got to come see that. <laughs> Eight forty-four <laughs> Round V Road. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely um come through. They got to a um a Rona camera, a Rona community camera on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because that that is that is some amazing movement. So you're still in the food distribution movement, um, even with this uh, virus, but just in a kind of like a different form. Yeah, for sure. So we we pivoted that way. Uh, however, um, we're also growing food still. Um, some of our other activities have had to halt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're still growing food. Um, we're still in the process of um, uh, cultiv- cultivating the earth and, and planting seeds. Um, but this this piece around distributing of meals and partnering with other folks, um, that was just a pivot. And so we're trying to figure out how to utilize that what we already have, including money, trying to flex money from different uh, sources to mm-hmm. continue the response, but then also making sure that we're growing food and even um, uh, attempt advocating for the use of, of more land as we've been doing before, but especially making the case that now is the right town, time for us to expand um, how much food we're able to grow. And so we're working on that as well. Exactly. What are you growing per se? What are your crops? So right now it's a, a tricky time uh, for for local farmers unless you have like um, uh, hoop houses or high wind tunnels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for us right now, we overwintered some uh, collard greens and some kale and a couple of other things. But those are the two major things that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to be putting in the ground some potatoes and a, a few other crops. Um, our farmer brother Floyd got that on lock. So um, yeah, that's that's what we're working on right now. I got some collards over there, bro. Oh yeah, we got collards like right now. They they probably taller than all of us. You know what? <laughs> yeah, they what? they be, yeah they they've been good. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I got to come see y'all. Give me some collards. I'm a southern yeah. girl. We do, we does the collards, and I eat <laughs> kale like I'm like a goat. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> So um, in the freezer right now. So I mean, I, oh, I can harvest yeah. it for you. You come out, you know. We, yeah, we take care of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You my man, my man. Okay, <laughs> so let's. So are you a vegan? No, no. So uh, I, I do eat mostly plant based. Um, my family and I, we don't we don't purchase meat, but if we're offered it, uh, particularly um, fish, mm-hmm. um, we will we will eat it. But um, okay. you know, we just try to eat as close as we can to the earth. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And and that's understandable. All right. So are you actually the one who um so I I heard you said you have a farmer. 
so that he's actually doing the cultivating and planting and, and nurturing of the of the bush? Or is that something you do also? Sure. I, I support. So my role as, okay. uh, as servant director is really to make sure that that, you know, all of uh, things are in place and that we're moving forward. Um, but Brother Floyd is our, uh, is our farmer. We also have two organizers and an administrative organizer as well. So we all chip in as best we can. Um, and I so work- you bring the resources and make Black Yield go and more or less. Exactly. I mean, and, and then also I do some other things like around the political education and research mm-hmm. and, um, and other just like action network or coalition building work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do those pieces, but in terms of the farming, primarily day to day, we just, we are, uh, the, the harvest is plenty. <laughs> and so like in the figurative and the, you know, and the literal harvest mm-hmm. is plenty. And so we, we, uh, we, you know, all divvy it up, but I support as best as I can, um, on a, on a weekly basis when we're, um, I'm out there at least uh, two to three times a week for sure. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So we get, brother Eric, you got to tour me. We got to, um, oh, we got for sure. to it's, done. it's done. Yeah. I got to see this. So this is, that's amazing. Amazing. But I've been, you know, we wanted you to come in studio, but we just had to ch- change it up, you know, because of what we're going through, but you got to come in studio and really expound on, um, cause inner city farming and, and the propensity for food deserts for black people are planned. They're scheduled. They're in our communities. And is Cherry Hill considered a food desert per se? Yeah. So um, based on what the experts would, would, the language that the experts would use, uh, mm-hmm. Cherry Hill would be considered a food desert. Um, a, a key part of our work and what we do, but also what we teach through our political education is that it is, as you talked about, very much planned and based on, uh, you know, uh, political um, and by political, in this case, I mean power dynamics, right? It's yeah, control. Power. It's absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so our work is about control. How can Black people control more of the food and land resources that we have ancestrally and contemporarily been connected to? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that, in that case, we, we definitely want to speak truth to power in that, uh, in saying that Cherry Hill uh, has experienced food apartheid for a long time. All right, Black Box Radio. We're with Brother Eric from Black Yield. He's back with us, guys, because guess what? We had a, let me see, a technology fart or something didn't work right. So we're going to do a two-piece with this brother. So we're getting an update to the time that you came on before. So um, Black Yield, we know about that in Cherry Hill, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And um, so what's going on with you guys now? We're in uh, May. Last time we talked to you was April. So what's going on with Black Yield? Yeah, uh, first, I just want to uh, give thanks for the, the return um, and to give an update. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so in May, uh, we are still, you know, cooking and still moving. Last time we talked, uh, we were transitioning to a uh, distribution hub away from just doing giveaways. So we're in full um, full throttle with... Um, uh, warehousing, processing, and sharing um, food goods, as well as um, other resources, uh, hygiene um, goods to um, not just Cherry Hill, but other communities in South Baltimore and uh, different churches and different organizations are given away. Um, and then we're also just, you know, um, actually further along in the, the growing season as well at our farm. 
Um, so it's uh it's pretty good, and we got some other stuff we're doing on you know digital stuff, um, so that we still engage our community and keep the works going. So yeah, that's amazing because you guys were trained. That I think the time we talked, you were going from that um eight forty from the resource center, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're we're still at the resource center, and, and instead of just you know giving out meals and and giving out boxes from the center, we've mm-hmm. had a lot of space, and we're able to just kind of um you know receive food donations and purchase food and then get it out to more folks rather than just giving it out from the one place. We're spreading it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're, wow. So you're kind of like, um, you got legs now. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We, we, we transformed the old uh, school cafeteria into a warehouse. So, you know, it's, it's legit. <laughs> and that's great because now you've created this system. If this ever were we even to think for something to happen, you guys almost have a system in place. Exactly, exactly. And we're figuring it out. Exactly. You you figured it out. And that's the and you also grow on top of we are growing. Yeah. So you'll be able to replenish. That's what we're that's what we're attempting attempting to do in addition to bringing food in the community that comes from other black farmers in, in Baltimore, around Maryland and uh you know in our region. That's what we're trying to do, or that's what we're doing, and we're doing it alongside other organizations on the ground. So it's a beautiful thing, and we have learned a ton of a lot um, in terms of uh, logistics and things of that nature. And so, uh, fingers crossed, you know, Jaffa forbid, but if something like this were to happen, we are uh, certainly in a position where we can um, hold ourselves down for sure. It's amazing. You guys, um, and I must say, you might want to, kind of document this as something that can be implemented in different communities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give thanks, yeah. I need that 7%, though, bro. You know? (laughs) Oh, man. Man, You you drive a hard bargain. That's 7%. That was just three words. (laughs) That was 15 words. (laughs) Get it right. I don't know what kind of margin she thinks you're working with. I know. That's the number of completions. So we just can't tap it. <laughs> yeah. Really, real talk. I, you know, I'm always trying to stick my toe in people's stuff. <laughs> for real, um, when it comes to the human, that for us to figure out food chains yeah, and yeah. create supply chains, yeah, is it? It is almost what life is because without them, we don't live. Certainly. So Certainly. you know, so what you guys are doing can be implemented, and and you've taken. Just the resources in your community. It's not like somebody brought some, brought you something in. You're taking a school that's closed mm-hmm. and using it as a warehouse. And now it's closed today. Everything is closed for the rest of the year. So yeah. you know where you stand with that. You're not moving. Right. You know, so that's that's an amazing thing. I, 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 You know, I'm coming to see it. Oh, give thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, it's something that you just, a revelation that came, I guess, at this moment. It's... um. We really didn't um, plan to do this. This moment created the uh, opportunity mm-hmm. for that. And you're absolutely right. So now you got production side and now the processing side and distribution. So, I, you know, it's interesting. Until uh, this moment, I guess I didn't even, we just 7%. in the trenches doing the work. I ain't think about it, you know? 7%. <laughs> all I'm saying. That's Maybe all we talk 2% you. and, you know what I mean, and figure I'm out some vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> but really, um, what you guys are doing is amazing, and I can't wait. We next week we're gonna, um, I'm gonna really look at it. So um, sure. I'll be able to do a community camera and really show the people what we're talking about. So it's like we can have this update, and then we're definitely gonna have a visual yes. for the people. You know, they'll be able to see what you guys have actually done. So 
that that to me is so amazing. So you still got them collars over there, bro, and them kales. Holler at me. What's going on, my collar? Uh, no, they 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 uh they went to flower. Um, <laughs> they went to flower. Uh, they're not gonna be any good to you. I mean, you can try them out, but they're not gonna be as tasty as they were. The um, they went- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, life continues. You know, you know how that goes. Uh, them collars, especially, you got to get them at a certain time, though. They, they yeah, get there. And, and so we mm-hmm. overwintered those, and so oh. they pretty much just like at a place where they're like, "All right, we're done, and we're gonna be planting more." Uh, we already got some potatoes in, and some okay. uh, some herbs and things um, that just over the last couple of weeks. But I promise you, I'm gonna get you some things as soon as we can. And I don't like to use that word, but I'm using it because I'm sincere about that. But when you do, when you come, you can try it. They just not gonna be. No, 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 no. We're gonna, we gonna wait until after you fin you replant. I mean, listen, <laughs> the, the earth is a beautiful thing. It's gonna bring something back. So let's just wait on because <laughs> I don't want to talk about black year my two percent. Excuse me, seven percent. <laughs> you know, I can't. So I want to make sure when I eat, <laughs> I'm eating correctly. But I mean, I remember you said the collars is almost high as you said they were very high. I was like, wow, yeah. if I can get in them, I'm gonna make me some collard greens. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we'll check them out. I'll show you what I'm talking about. They, uh, but we are, like you said, in a new cycle, and we will be have you know have some other things, and also we got some um, some infrastructure projects that are, we're in the middle of. So you'll be able to see that as well. Hoop house uh, repair and a couple of other things as well. Yeah, and this is the time that you know when it comes to farming and urban farming, the build out is now. Yeah, for because, sure. Because we're particularly seen before people were thinking about urban farming and it might help, but now you see that it is, it is a substantial help and we need that backbone in these communities because these food deserts are real and they're playing. For sure. So urban farming needs to now propagate how to get bigger. Yes. Yes. And we're, we're figuring out how to do that in a way. Um, and why we, not just Black Yield Institute, but folks who are doing this work uh, across the city and sure. even across the country, uh, particularly um, cohorts and collectives of Black people figuring out how do we uh, not only aggregate our skills and our knowledge, but also um, being able to get regional food to one another where somebody's growing some things in, in the Carolinas that we can't get here. Um, because the you know uh, weather is different and the land is different, sure. and being able to uh, trade, you know, so we we've been I've been a part of those conversations to figure it out. And so we're uh, we're getting closer to that. We're getting closer. That's amazing. That's a, there we go. That's called supply chain here. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. now you got like the South of Florida that's hot all the time. So your fruits mm-hmm. and more tropical. You can you you understand what I'm saying? You can move stuff around. You know. Yeah. So that, that yeah, that's that's great. And if we could do and, and empower black farmers and, and, and you know start black jobs, it's yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. It's we're beautiful. working with this uh, organization that we're a member of called National Black Food and Justice Alliance. Um, and uh, actually, I am a part of a work group where we um, where we're administering a survey. Um, I have a couple of um, our staff organizers at Black Yield Institute reaching out to black farmers to get a sense of what they're growing, if they're interested in doing some uh, like, you know, like regional aggregation. So we're collecting data now and letting folks know so we know who the farmers are, what farmers have. And then folks, you know, in our um, in our communities, particularly organizations, find out, well, what do you want so we can make connections um, and so we're attempting to do that because, at you know, at our farm, Cherry Hill, 
urban community garden, we're not growing everything. And uh, we're attempting to, mm-hmm. we're sourcing from some folks. We're not getting everything we want to. And so um, we're, we're still working on that. Uh, and so part of that is the, the uh, information gathering. And then the next step is just really, like you talked about that, uh, you know, that, that food chain supply, you know, mm-hmm. food supply the implementation chain. Of it, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so we're, you know, we're, we're making strides toward that so that we can make sure that we are supporting um, black farm businesses and black uh, and other black producers that uh, produce goods and making sure we get in those goods uh, to our people. So that's, that's a part of the organizing work as well. That is amazing because if we don't, we can't be in a situation where we wait on someone else to eat. For sure. And, 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 and even if we're not even waiting the food that's available, is that the food that you want to eat? Let's be For clear. sure. hundred percent. I mean, that's really the crux of the issue that we've been talking about, you know, with uh, food apartheid. That's, that's the crux of the issue. It's not just the, uh, you know, it's easy to say, well, there aren't, there's not good food in the community. But the, the the deeper than that is that you know there there are foods there that our ancestors had. We're not able to to you know practice sankofa in the truest sense if we don't have knowledge of those things or even have uh, access to those things. You know, including skills and in certain foods. So, yeah, that's that's what we're attempting to do to not only restore our ability to control our own food, but also our ability to connect with what we come from. You know what I mean? Uh, and and it's all relative. Yeah. If, if if you when you're coming from usually um, and not usually there's food involved yeah. <laughs> and the culture who you are is what you're eating also for sure and and so if the the food that's around you if it's not um, I would say contiguous to you yes then it's going to hurt you for sure and like sure. eat to live by um, Elijah Muhammad says that I yes. mean that, that's in the book yes you know that's yes. in a great book. How to eat to live, how to eat to live. So, I mean, what you're saying is amazing. It's what we need to do. And if we can do it like alliances and do it like on this whole region, how amazing could that be? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're we're working on. I mean, this work is about patience. We need to be able to understand what's going on so we can... we can, you know, uh, build power to address what we're actually looking at rather than uh, something different. And um, that's what we've been positioning ourselves to do and to support so that uh, we're moving in the direction of what you're speaking to, you know, um, that is self-determined food economies. And so that's that's where we're going. And uh, this moment has created that opportunity for us to um, take a, that next step toward um, materializing, it, actualizing it. And look at so this moment for for Black Yield is a reset. It's a creative movement. Oh, it's an alliance movement. You have more alliances, and you're building more. Oh, so, yeah. so it has so many. I mean, you know, we're saying that we're in this pandemic and it's chaotic, but it's some of the chaos being used for for good. You know, we like, have to. like we have to. Like we absolutely have to. In fact, one thing I've been telling my the the team that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and telling, you know, uh, just our folks in this work is that like, we would be foolish to come out of this moment the same way that, that we came out of the moment after the uh, murder of Freddie Gray. And I, and I take that with critical eyes that there was a lot of dollars that came to the city, a lot of eyes, a lot of attention. And, um, I feel like largely we started programs that some of them are still around. Some of them are not, um, mm-hmm. 
but we didn't do that to build infrastructure, you know, that help us, you know, in these types of times. And so I'm just not willing to, uh, at least for Black Yield Institute, I'm not willing to lead Black Yield Institute in a place where we're not able to create real infrastructure that moves toward that goal of, of Black land and food sovereignty. That's like, if we, if it's not moving us to toward control, we don't want to do that. And here's the moment to do it. So we don't want to squander our um, our opportunity, you know? Absolutely. That that is amazing, and and you had the, the greatest comparison when it came to Baltimore City, is there was a lot of money put in the city mm-hmm. after Freddie Gray. It was a lot of eyes. The the people understood, started to look at the plight of black people, but mm-hmm. there was no application to infrastructure. Yeah. So the money went everywhere, and it yeah. never the, the community looks the the freaking same. Yeah. You know, and and that's what we can't have. And one of your biggest, what are you doing? Like you're saying, you saying you guys are collecting data. When you deal with them people, you got to have data. For sure. For sure. And so that is going to, you, you can say that you can grow, you can show this little, that you guys have built this alliance, but that data yes. is what brings in the, the resource. For sure. For sure. And, and so if you guys do all that, that, that is, I'm, I'm just like so impressed. So I know my 2% is going to yield black. <laughs> yes, yes. So so that's one thing too, like when one of my in meditation one morning, it, it really came mm-hmm. to me that this time has really uh, forced me to be a better steward of my resources, my relationships, and my, and my reason. And like, that's mm-hmm. been kind of the thing during this time. The last three weeks I've been talking to the team and saying, look, this op- this moment has really not only created opportunities, but it's created uh, really the the impetus to to tighten up and get our stuff together. Mm-hmm. And so we're certainly utilizing this time to to uh, maximize what we're doing and what we're ultimately doing through food is building Black Power. Like that's it. I mean, ain't ain't no uh, no cut cards about it, no sugarcoating it. That's that's exactly what we're doing. And if we don't come out of this moment getting closer to that, to some modicum of uh, black power, then uh, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing, and I'm not willing to stop it. So I'm not willing to have us go in any you know other direction. <laughs> so that's where we at. I love it, black power and food is what can give. That's what food should do. It should be electric. It should make you powerful. It should give you sure. energy. And if we get sovereignty in that, now we start and take back some stuff because the trigger of this behavior that we see in black males starts in food. Certainly. Certainly. Starts in sugar. Starts in, in these triggers in food. And no one talks about it. They said they, they talk about everything else, but no one talks about what they're ingesting. Nutrition, yes. You know, and so it's so important for us to, if we want to change behaviors and change the way that we move and these health issues that we're having, it starts sure. with how we eat. It all starts with that. So for sure, brother Eric, I'm impressed. I can't wait to get. I'm itching to get to them college and get out to uh, Black Yield, um, cool. and to have something like this in this city, um, in Baltimore is 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 a great thing because everyone talk about all of our ills and all of our issues because we have them. Let's be clear. Yeah, that's right. But um, within our issues, we're building some great, great things, and Black Yield seems to be one of them. Uh, give thanks. Give thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this is the two piece. So we had your pre, this is your post. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's great to have an update on what you guys are doing. Um, I'm going to actually come and see it. Um, I wish you guys speed and everything you guys do. Uh, give so thanks. Give thanks. Bless the ground so we can get some food up out of there. 
And what's the grower name? What's the what's the farmer name? What's his name? So our farmer uh, brother Floyd, we call him Big Floyd with the chain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Floyd, that. he's uh he's been working um just you know uh, very hard. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. benefits of this time, we've actually been able to move some resources around to bring on uh, an assistant farmer uh, mm-hmm. to support so that we can accelerate what we're doing and produce uh, food for our community. Um, so it's it's been it's been really good. This has been a great moment for us. Um, and please, I'm looking forward to you being there to bless the space and see the space and uh, hopefully be best blessed by the space as well. Absolutely. You know, we partners now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know so, about that seven percent though, but we we've talked we about it. Listen, I ain't, I'm not greedy. You my brother. <laughs> we went down to two. One for me, one for G. So good. Hey, leave me out of it, y'all. I ain't ask nothing. <laughs> I hate you, G. I appreciate that, Doc. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna say that. That's all you. I I love it. I love it. So we're at the part of the interview with the last will and testament, and you know that's that jewel, bro. So lay something down for the people. Um, so I said earlier, you know, about the three R's during this time. Um, I am interested in not having COVID-19 turn into food apartheid 2021. Mm. I'm not interested in moving from this moment to, to returning to oppressive structures. And I think the way to do that and the way that I am leading Black Yield Institute and that I encourage anybody who's listening to be great stewards of the relationships that we're privileged to have, the resources that that we um, have at our disposal and our reason, our thinking. And so it's it's during this time where we've had to stop and listen and watch and uh, to rest and and have respite that we, that I believe that it's the time for us to re, um, to think about and recalibrate how we are moving in terms of those relationships that we have with people talking to our folks, um, with resources, making sure that we're not squandering money and uh, land and, and other resources that we have, um, including the spiritual and emotional ones. And then our reasons uh, that we spend in time actually taking care of our brains. We're reading, we're listening to some powerful things and that it's allowing us to, uh, to create. So that's, those, are, those are my thoughts and that's what I've been meditating on. Um, and I and I hope that in doing so, that we're able to live full lives in our in our personal lives, uh, with the political work that we do, um, and that we're actually um, doing our ancestors proud. So I'm hoping that we do that. Resources, relationships, and reason. Ashe. Shay, awesome. Chief. Brother Eric, thank you so much for coming back and giving us an update on all the exciting things that are happening at Black Guild Institute and in the community. It's really great to see the progress that uh, that you've been able to make with your team over these last these last weeks since since we last spoke. It's really amazing. Uh, give thanks. I appreciate it. And thank you all for what you do to educate our people um, and uh, and for, you know, amplifying the voices of, of people like myself and others who've been on the show and who will continue to. Uh, you know, I, I pray many blessings for you all. Thank you. all. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, If you're listening now and you've heard the before and after of this conversation and you want to hear more voices of the Rona Report, please visit blackboxradio.com. That's B-L-A-K-B-O-X-X-R-A-D-I-O dot com. You can also find Black Box Radio on Facebook and Instagram. 
and find us on Twitter at Box Black. That's B-O-X-X-B-L-A-K. And if you're hearing my voice right now and you heard this conversation, we need your help to help spread the word. These voices are being suppressed on media, on social media platforms. So share it with your friends and families so that everyone can hear these important voices. All right. We're in that roller before. We just had Brother Eric from Black Eel. We appreciate you, Brother Eric. Always love. Thank you, thank you. So this is the Rona Report. The first one was Seiji. I forgot already. April third. All right. So we had a five three twenty with Brother Eric, and then today a four three twenty. Oh, four three twenty. Excuse me. And today is five six twenty for the update. So he gave us that two piece for power twice. Black power. We appreciate Brother Eric. We're in the Rona Report. Black Box Radio. We out, please.